I'm Jason, and welcome you to the Take Heart Podcast. In a world where it's easy to lose heart, may this podcast be an invitation for you to find calm in the chaos. Together, we'll tune in with our hearts and distinguish the signal of Christ from the noise of Christianity. Listen to your heart. What does this phrase bring up for you? Listen to your heart. Have you been listening to him or to her? Listen to your heart. What if everything you want is buried under everything you don't want? What obstacles are keeping you from feeling fully alive? What noise muffles your heart's deepest desire? Listen to your heart. If you've avoided or abandoned your heart, what has it been like living in your head all of these years? One of the reasons why listening to our hearts is challenging is, is because the heart collects pain. And when we don't learn to transform its pain into peace and power, we tend to lock it down, armor up, and look for a salve, a healing salve outside of us for healing that unresolved pain. The language of the heart is emotion. And until we learn how to transmute our pain into power, we'll continue to transmit it onto those closest to us. What if heaven already placed its medicine cabinet inside of us, inside of your heart? What if the voice, capital V voice, what if the voice of healing is located not in some special guru or preacher or expert teacher out there, but it's written on the tablets of your heart in here? The kingdom of God is within you. Listen to your heart. Sadly, the problem is that in Western Christianity, at least, we have these gigantic heads with ghosted hearts. We're high on information and low on connection, starving for relationship. And sadly, there are those in the Christian church that vehemently oppose listening to your heart. Sound bites and memes abound with suspicious fear that if you listen to your heart, you'll be led astray and in the dungeon of deception forever. Allow me to be clear. Sure, there's a difference between innocent desire and twisted desire, absolutely. But this is the thing. Our emotions are, are more like data and not directives that must be followed. Discretion and wisdom comes into play as we learn to listen to and listen with our heart. 
So when the inner dashboard of your soul lights up with internal intel, we notice. We pay attention to what's going on and to the inner nurturing that is needed and being revealed. However, remaining unskilled in emotional intelligence, it leaves us in the old, painful, familiar cycles of bottling emotion, blowing up emotion, or belittling our difficult and more dense, uncomfortable feelings. Emotions and feelings have been dismissed, demonized, and distorted in lots of the circles I've experienced. And, and so what happens? It means something. We have ruptured relationships, performance-based, sanctuary-centered Christianity that remains typically at the surface. Everywhere? Probably not. But if you listen to the hearts of people, it's more prevalent than people like to talk about. One of the deepest longings that we have is for presence, for others, for God, and even for ourselves. We aren't made to live as absent-hearted functionaries who, who may be face-to-face -face with people, but end up being just talking heads, distant while we're together. And unless we practice being present, we'll live in constant alienation. Have you ever been to a, a meeting or in a conversation where you're with somebody and it just seems more of a lecture or more of a brain dump of information you know, than it was a, a heart to heart kind of conversation? It's my contention that the 65 million duns in North America, you know, people that are done with church, but not necessarily done with God, you know, they may have experienced some of this relational blindness that that happens as we bump into and even bite one another, I'll be gracious, unintentionally. Well, this is why the check-in practice is so, so valuable. We're talking about these rhythms in our communities of practice, and I like to share them uh, with you, my listeners. And we cultivate our rhythm of paying attention by checking in with each other relationally. It's how David White, uh, the poet, would describe friendship as a mirror to presence. Friendship as a mirror to presence. And as he would put it more poetically, beauty is the harvest of presence. Beauty is the harvest of presence. And so the art of facilitating is learning how to be present and drawing out this beauty of heart-to-heart -heart connection. Well, how does it work? Well, there's a simple practice we use in our communities called the check-in that I've mentioned on these, these episodes. And, and there we connect on this heart level. And one of the tools I found to revolutionize my family and the groups that I lead is a check-in tool. In our Luke Den community, we use an acronym called Sachet. Uh, I've developed an acronym that I like to use, HEARTS, H-E-A-R-T-S. And while we check in with one another, hearts is a prompt for feeling words. Uh, sometimes they're not at our fingertips. H, happy. E, excited. 
A, afraid. R, rage. T, tender. S, sad. Now, those are, um, um, are umbrellas of emotions that there could be subcategories. So they're really meant to be prompts. And you can use a feeling wheel and color in any of the, uh, the kaleidoscopic emotions that might rise from day to day. Happy, excited, afraid, rage, tender, and sad. Smaller children can use this practice and they can respond with emojis uh, to make it fun and simple, even for you adults, if you're beginning this practice of naming your emotions. And one person just shares at a time for about two minutes until everyone is shared. It could be two people or a large group of people. I'm feeling happy because I'm feeling afraid because I'm feeling sad because happy. What am I smiling about? Excited. What am I joyfully expecting? Afraid. What do I feel threatened by? Rage or anger. What am I protecting? Tender. Who do I feel love toward? Or where is there a wound or even a smart that has happened to me uh, that I need to share about? Sad. What, what do I feel lost about? All too often, families fall into reactive modes and we live and we grew up living, uh, if you were like me, on autopilot, repeating old narratives and behaviors. And we only report the facts and seldom our feelings in a safe and trustworthy container. Or if we attempt to share authentically, our authenticity is in danger of being suppressed because we want to maintain attachment with our loved ones. And so we put on a mask to placate those around us and squash down maybe how we really feel. Ouch. Hearts, H-E-A-R-T-S, is a, is a helpful tool that when practiced regularly, it actually rewires our brains for connection and compassion. But what do we do when someone checks in heavy, like really, really heavy? Well, I'm glad that you may have that question. It's so, it's so important that I'll save that for another episode on, on how we skillfully deal with these denser and more negative emotions in a safe and relational way why it matters. For now, addressing why this matters is significant enough uh, to bring to our attention uh, for the purpose of this episode. When we don't listen to our hearts, we aren't loving our hearts. When we aren't listening to the hearts of others, how much more can we skillfully demonstrate love? Is self-care unimportant? I'll let you answer that question because how, how much has being unaware of our hearts and our bodies really served us? I love how John Eldridge puts it in his book, Waking the Dead. He says, caring for your heart is also how you protect your relationship with God. The heart is where we commune with him. It's where we hear his voice. And most of the folks 
I know, he says, who have never heard God speak to them are the same folks who live far from their hearts. Again, the kingdom of God is, is within. And so for me, connecting at a heart level is absolutely everything. The heart is the sanctuary. It's in the depths of the spirit where God talks with me. There's a deeper language than logic and reason, as valuable as those things are. God doesn't speak to my head. Have you, have you heard or have you felt how hard, hard it is? He speaks to my heart. And from within, my spirit rises upward into my conscious mind, new mindsets, new perspectives. But if I'm not shown how to connect to my heart, I cannot connect to the deep wisdom, peace, and joy that transcends my thoughts and circumstances. And if I'm not regulating my own emotional depth, how can I connect deeply to others? Checking in trains the heart to listen and to listen deeply. One of the temptations of studying scripture at the expense of the heart is emotional arrested developments and relational immaturity. The human heart longs for actual presence more than anything else. And it's way easier spouting out what we hear in our echo chambers than to, than to slow down and connect heart to heart. Until we learn how to be relational, we will we'll continue to ghost ourselves and one another. Without nurturing our hearts, will be haunted by reactionary algorithms that neither satisfy or sustain. The invitation is simple. I invite you on this take heart journey. Your heart is a sanctuary. Your heart is significant. Your heart is a garden. Your heart matters. May you take time to tend your inside climate before expecting a change on the outside. Patiently and gently being your caretaker of your very own heart is another step towards taking heart. Take care of your heart. It's the only one you have. May your heart be loved and deeply listened to today. Listen to your heart. We really appreciate you listening to this episode of the Take Heart Podcast. Are you longing for deep and meaningful spiritual community? Do you desire heart-to-heart -heart connection with God and others? How can we take heart again so that we can give heart to others? We'd like to invite you into a community of practice, a people of belonging and bliss. More than mere talk, we practice. Why does practice matter? Well, practice matters because maturity matters. If you can't lead yourself well, how can you lead others? Consider joining us for an intro call at luke10.com, lk10.com, to explore what a safe and secure experience looks like to build, develop, and implement skills of relational connection and emotional intelligence so that we can become vibrant and joy-fueled families of Jesus. Jesus, Master of Hearts, said, 
I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. May you continue to take heart one podcast at a time.